Welcome to Write This Down with Dot Bowen. I'm your host, AJ, and we are so excited to be on this journey of faith with you. Write this down. Genesis 16, verses 1 through 4. Now Sarah, Abram's wife, had bore him no children, but she had an Egyptian maidservant named Hagar. So she said to Abram, The Lord has kept me from having children. Go, sleep with my maidservant. Perhaps I can build a family through her. Abram agreed to what Sarah said. So after Abram had been living in Canaan for 10 years, Sarah, his wife, took her Egyptian maidservant Hagar and gave her to her husband to be his wife. He slept with Hagar and she conceived. When she knew she was pregnant, she began to despise her mistress. Today on Write This Down with Dot Bowen, Dot will be teaching us what it looks like to faithfully wait on God. Now, let's sit and hear what she has to say. Isn't it easy to look at someone else's life and the choices that they're making and come up with the conclusion, that's just not very smart? As I think about Sarah and her decision to take Hagar, her maid servant, and give her to Abram as his wife, and thinking that she would be able to have children through Hagar, immediately I'm thinking, what are you thinking? Over the years, unfortunately, I've come to realize that we never know what we might do until we are given the opportunity. And as I think about Sarah and as she is desperate to want children, it's easy for us to think, Sarah, no, no, do not do this. But yet we don't realize the importance of Sarah having children. And actually, it's not just about Sarah having children. Her whole self-worth was dependent on the fact she was able to give Abram, her husband, children. She lived in a culture where the wife's only value was determined she could give her husband children, that she could contribute it to his legacy. And as I think about Abram and Sarah, and as they were been in Canaan for 10 years, 10 years, they were waiting on God to answer his promise to Abram. I can only imagine Sarah saying to Abram, Now, Abram, remember when you were at Shechem and God appeared to you and he said, I want you to look around and look at this land and I'm going to give this land to your inheritance, to your offspring. Did did he mention me? I mean, what exactly did God say? Isn't that in Genesis 3 when the serpent came to Eve and said, Did God really say But as time begins to go by and we begin to hold on to the word and the promises of God and we begin to pray and begin to ask God to do miraculous things in our lives, to ask God his perfect plan for our lives. And as we begin to face each day, it is difficult to continue to hold on to the truth of God's word. It's difficult to have the faith to still trust God when things begin to not turn out the way that we think it should. We've talked about this just the other day, last week, in the fact that Tony Evans said waiting on God doesn't necessarily mean that you're not doing anything. It just means do not go outside of God's will while you're waiting. And as we look at Genesis 16, we can see that Sarah's beginning to be a little stressed over the fact that she's not had children. I can't even imagine what she must be going through living in the culture that she was living in, knowing that God had promised her that she would have children and see all the children around her, knowing that God had promised Abram that they too would have children. And I want to stop here and talk about knowing for sure that God said you can have children. One of the things that they were confident about was that God said that they would have children. And I think that for us, sometimes we feel and believe that God has said certain things that he hasn't really said. 
that he's promised certain things to us. And really, those promises are not for us. In other words, I've had women say, well, Sarah had children when she was in her 90s. And I believe that God is going to do the same for me. Well, we can't claim that promise. See, God had a purpose for Sarah and Abram. God had a purpose, as we talked about before, that he was going to build a nation. The Israelites were going to come from the seed, from Abram's family tree. And God had a specific plan for Abram and for Sarah. And as we look at our own lives, we can know for certain that God has a plan for our lives. But the journey and the path that we go is often different than the path and the journey other people that we know is traveling down. And so as we trust God and depend upon believing God's word, we just have to be careful that these things that we believe God is saying to us, and as we are praying and seeking God for direction, that what we are hearing is really God's word. Abram and Sarah was living in a culture where it was very common for a servant to act as a surrogate when the wife of the household couldn't have children. And so it seemed natural. This wasn't something that she just thought of. It was the world around her. And we have to be careful because sometimes the world around us shapes our view of how we see what God's saying and what God's not saying. And so as I look at Genesis 16, I want you to notice that when Sarah says, the Lord has kept me from having children, the Lord has kept me. Didn't God say, I'm going to give you children? And now as she looks at her circumstances, as she has waited on God, it has been 10 years, and now she's beginning to believe that God's not going to give her children, that God's going against his promise because he said, it's God that has kept me from having children. And then the next clue that we need to really pay attention to, she says, perhaps I can build a family through her. I, I'm going to build my family. In other words, God, you're not coming through here. I've trusted you. Abram and I have left everything that we have known. And we trusted you and we came to this place. And here we are in Canaan. And you said that you would give us children. And yet it's 10 years and you haven't been faithful to your promises. So I'm going to do it. I'm going to take things into my own hands. The older Sarah got, the weaker her faith became. She began to look around and know that she was not young anymore. Having children in her age is probably going to be impossible, even though she knew that God was the God of the impossibilities, that God could do anything that he wanted and everything that he promised. And so as we look at chapter 16, we know that Abram listened to Sarah and she got her maidservant and she presented her as his wife. I always thought that Abram had an affair, but she became his wife at that moment. And as I think about their lives, what that must have felt for Sarah, how desperate she was to have children. And again, it's not just all about having children. Everything that brought her value was at stake here. She was only going to be valuable if she was able to give her husband a child. And she began to see her life. She realized, I better do something. We know that Hagar did get pregnant. We know that they began to go through difficult times. Anytime that you go outside of God's will, anytime that you decide that you know more than God and you begin to act as if you are God, you can just rest assured that it's not going to go well. Immediately when Hagar found out she was pregnant, she began to get mad at Sarah. They became a dysfunctional family. When I 
Think about Ishmael and how he was born through Hagar, a woman that was in bondage, a servant. She represents the law, where when we find out later that God does fulfill his promise and Isaac is born, Isaac represents grace. So here are two principles, the law, which is bondage, and grace, which is freedom. And as I think about Ishmael, Ishmael to me represents doing things my way. We know that the angel told Hagar, you will have a son and you will name him Ishmael. This man will be a wild donkey. And this came true. The Ishmaelites were the descendants of Ishmael. And throughout the years, they traveled around in large caravans and were frequently lawless. They often attacked travelers, always harassing the Israelites. Even today, they continue to fight. When we go outside of God's will, there are going to be consequences. Always forgiveness. Always forgiveness. Once we know that we've sinned and we've walked away from God's perfect will for our lives and we've decided to choose our own way and we realize that that is not going so well and we repent, we turn around, we know that God has forgiven us. But there are always consequences. And as we study the life of Abram and Sarah, we know that Hagar and Ishmael was always a source of tension between them. Hagar gets so upset at one point, she leaves and runs. And that's where the angel appears to her and tells her to name her son Ishmael. But from the very beginning, from the moment that Sarah began to take things into her own hands, she began to reap the consequences of her decision to step in and fulfill what God has promised her. And as I think about it, when God promises us something, God intends to fulfill that promise. He doesn't want us to try to fulfill what God has promised. And as I think about the whole entire Bible, God is always wanting to show us how great and marvelous He is. So when we try to live a certain way, and when we try to take our lives in our own hands and make things work out the way we think that they should, then we get the credit. But when we trust God to fulfill His perfect plan for our lives, then God gets all the credit. And as I think about Ishmael, I think about the many times that I've looked back on my life and I've tried to do things my way. I've always had regrets. I've never had a regret saying, I regret really trusting God. I regret waiting on God to fulfill His promises. It's always when I get that mindset of, I'll do it my way. Maybe maybe God meant for me to have this. Therefore, I'm going to go after this. And today, I would love for you to sit back and think about your life. Those moments when you have your greatest regret. Is it the time that you decided you would choose your own path, that you would live your life the way you wanted to live it without really trusting God, but trusting in your own strength and your own ability to make life work out the way you think it should? That's your Ishmael. When you have made the choices to live your life as you please, that they are your Ishmael. Those are those moments where you are going to do things your way. As I think about my Ishmael's and the times that I've wanted to take my life in my own hands as far as the decisions and the ways that I wanted to go, I found that I was more going after what I wanted versus what God wanted. And as I think about Sarah and Abram, I understand it had been 10 years and she was not getting younger. Time in her mind was running out, even though we know that God doesn't really work and operate on time. He created time, but he doesn't always operate on our time schedule. 
Sarah was beginning to look at her biological clock, and she felt like her time was just about coming to an end. And her only hope was to jump into the situation and make a decision. In other words, it's kind of like making your own plans and then asking God to bless it instead of waiting on God for His perfect plan and being blessed because of it. Today, as you go about your day, I want you to take a few moments and I want you to think back of your lives when you have not trusted God, but you set out to do what you wanted to do only to find out that everything that you went after only brought you pain, suffering, shame, and regret. And then I want you to think about your life as you waited and trusted God for His perfect plan for your life. And even though maybe it wasn't turning out the way you thought that it should, that you had a peace within you that you cannot explain, Those moments where you've trusted God and you did not know how in the world God was going to handle your situation. And even though maybe his method and the journey and the path that you had to travel wasn't necessarily the journey that you thought you would have to travel, but you had an an amazing amount of peace because you knew that you were trusting God and you knew that you were obedient to what God asked you to do. Ishmael, what is your Ishmael? What are those things that you are so tempted to do on your own strength and in your own strength? Those dreams that you want to fulfill because you feel like God is not fulfilling and giving you the desires of your heart. Here's the bottom line, and I want you to write this down. When we try to fulfill God's plan and purpose in our lives and not wait on God to fulfill His plan and promise, we will never be happy. Our lives will never be what God intended for our lives to be if our lives is dependent on what we can do. God is the most glorified when we allow Him to do in our lives what only He can do. I've heard it said once, and I believe it. God always gives the best to those who leave the choice up to Him. I hope you wrote some of that down. We look forward to being with you again next week on Write This Down with Dot Bowen for the final part of this series. This podcast is brought to you by Cup of Joy Ministries and generous contributions from listeners like you. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss a beat. For more content from Dot, head to dotbowen.com. Thanks for listening.